This episode of Up for Discussion is brought to you in part by an anonymous donation on behalf of Welcome Hall Mission. Welcome Hall Mission was established in 1892, and it's the largest doorway to help Montrealers in need. Tons of programs are available to support homeless people, young single mothers, families, and at-risk youth. They provide hope through concrete actions and effective solutions. If you're someone in Montreal who's in need, please check them out. And if you're not, but you want to help them out with something, go to their website at the link in the description below and learn about the ways that you can support the Welcome Hall Mission. This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Launched in Kelowna, BC, and now expanding to Montreal, Whiskey Lane is on a mission to share their obsession with quality food and drinks with growing audiences by keeping the best local flavors on their minds and on their tongues. No matter what your business needs to grow, Whiskey Lane knows how to make it happen. Whiskey Lane, bringing long lines to the producers of specialty food and drinks. Go to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And that's whiskey, the Canadian way, without an E. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to episode 318 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Look, everybody loves watching cooking competition shows, seeing professional chefs go head-to-head using limited ingredients with intense challenges and set amounts of time, watching them whip up brilliant dishes under pressure. But what if a culinary competition show eliminated the chefs? What if we pitted the foods themselves up against each other, round after round, to determine the best food of the year? This is that competition. This is Munch Madness. Before we dig in, I do want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important to remember when the lands we occupy are not our own, and to engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. Today, we're finishing up the first round of our tournament and finding out which two competitors will be moving forward to round out our quarterfinals in the top eight. Our first matchup is between 3rd seed pies and 14th seed chicken, and our second matchup is between 6th seed pizza and 11th seed mac and cheese. Will last year's semifinalist pies maintain its place as a top-tier competitor, or will this year's only remaining meat, chicken, hatch our first major upset of the year? And which cheesy, delicious comfort food will reign supreme? I know who I'd vote for were it up to me, but it's not. At all. I have no say in any of this. I am just here to run the show. After all, every week here on Munch Madness, I call up two guest judges to defend their favorites. If we get a tie, I call up a third surprise judge to break that tie. Before we hear from our first guest, I do want to let you know that I'm going to be teaching an introductory level podcasting class starting this weekend via Improv College. The class runs for four consecutive weeks, and it's all online over Zoom, and it's the perfect class for anyone looking to take their first steps into the world of podcasting, or even for people who've been doing this for a while but feel like they need a little guidance or a push to step up their game. You can hit the course link in the description of this episode to find out more and to register, and I would suggest acting quickly because there's limited spots and the class starts in like four days. All right, let's get into it. All right, my first guest judge on this week's episode of Up for Discussion. Up for Discussion. Oh, God. All about skunks here on Up for Discussion. Here we go. What What are we going to do? How are we going to get the stink out? All right. Get let's, the tomato sauce, the tomato juice. Let's get our skunk on. It's Up for Discussion Mush Madness. Mush Madness. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway. He's one of the hosts of Left Trigger, Right Trigger, and one of the hosts of Natural Toonie, Northern Treasure, Sapphire Spring Task Force, and one of the hosts of Full Metal Bazinga, and we both had corn fritters this week. It's Greg Schultz. Hello, everybody. It's me, Greg Schultz. Uh, I would also note that uh, I was the originator of the name Munch Madness, at least on this podcast, which was a beautiful moment, but I also want to apologize for because of, of one thing I'm noticing, having listened to a lot of the uh, episodes prior to this one, there seems to be a lot of consternation about the, the format and the, the way it, it, it goes about, which is um, much more of a subjective topic rather than an objective uh, competition. So while this is you know, cribbing significantly from the NCAA's March Madness, 
which is more objective of like, oh, you're playing a sport and doing this thing. I would describe this closer to like gymnastics or like ice uh, figure skating, uh, where where you're you're really thinking about the the performance, uh, and the, and it's really up to the individual judges. So sure. I wanted to apologize for that. I think that's okay. I, I think that it's worth noting that like it would be kind of impossible to do a like food tournament that was entirely objective unless it was like measuring who could eat the most of a thing in X amount of time. Which I have competed in and, and done quite well at. But yeah. uh what? I can I can it was a <laughs> it was a pie eating contest as part of my school's like winter carnival. Okay. How many pies did you eat in how much time? It was just one pie. Oh. And as quickly as you can. And I will say also, they weren't real, like, actual pies. They were jello with whipped cream on it. And I destroyed the competition. <laughs> that sounds... Huh. The more details you gave about that story, the less impressive it got. But I'm still... Absolutely. I will say, I finished before a lot of other people had gotten through half. That so... is impressive, though. That Wow. Okay. I think I could have finished my neighbors before <laughs> anyway uh enough about middle school greg that was middle okay hang on wow all right <laughs> you just you just won me over again because that's impressive okay. for like a middle schooler less body mass you know harder to snarf down too much food um you know what though that is actually like as as far as like tangents right at the beginning of the show go that's actually a pretty good one because it's really easy to segue into our first matchup for the day right. uh which is of course our third seed pies which made it to the semifinals last year versus our 14th seed chicken which uh maybe a week before the like tournament bracket was announced we did not know that chicken was even going to be part of it uh so mm. greg between pies and chicken which uh, which do you vote for and why uh, this is tough. I do think that the a variety and options prevalent in both uh, make them strong, though they are, like, one is a strong base for so many other things, and the other one can be extrapolated into many different things. But I think I'm going to go with pie, uh, because I eat mostly plant-based, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, uh, actually, honestly, I think I would probably go for, even if I wasn't, if this was, like, a year and a half ago, I probably would have still gone pie just because chicken is great and chicken can turn into a lot of great things. Uh, even actually just before going fully plant-based, I was basically making a full chicken every week and then using the scraps and the bits for other stuff sure. prior to. But at its core, chicken is just chicken. And it, there's a lot of great ways that you can mess up cooking a chicken. <laughs> I have done a lot of them, but pies are I like you got you got like one of the best things in life is a good pie crust and like if you can get a, like a really flaky pie crust I I love a good flaky pie crust sure um, and then we talk on fillings you got you got your sweet stuff and you got your savories so you got like pot pies or you got like pumpkin or apple or blueberry or kind of a mix between the two I do love a ru a strawberry rhubarb oh yeah or if you want to get real wild just rhubarb that's that's the ticket for me <laughs> but yeah i just like the and then you also have like hand pies that you get in more i feel like they're really popular in like australia and new zealand oceana sure but yeah those those just like all sorts of different options when you get to pies um and yes you can also mess them up and i've also done those but the I, there's also something very um comforting and home-like when you when you when i think of pies sure yeah i mean uh, honestly like this is a tough one for me because i am a huge protein person i really especially meat i am a really big meat person as far as meats go chicken is maybe a mid-tier meat for me but i love it for its like versatility and for like how relatively hard it is to screw up cooking chicken like as long as you cook it through you're gonna get something mm -hmm. good out of it right but yeah. i think that i agree with you that like pie pie to me is so versatile even in just that it can be savory or sweet, right? Like you said, you can have like a, a meat pie, a tortier or a chicken pot pie or something, mm. or a savory pie. You could have a meal that is two courses of pies that are entirely different pies and hit oh, yeah. entirely different notes for you. And that's beautiful. And also like pizza pie, technically. Sure. Is, that's that's a whole other category, I believe. A beautiful and category. A, a wonder, a wondrous category. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's just a whole other 
whole other thing. So, um, can I can I ask a question yeah. about plant based eating? Sure. How do you? How far does that go for you? Are you like full vegan? Pretty much. Okay. Um, th- uh, there's a couple exceptions of so I'm doing it mostly for environmental reasons. Sure. So where I'm trying to reduce is like um, mass produced meats and animal products okay uh, is what i would say and so things like uh where we tend to blur the lines is like uh, i'm up in maine so or i guess down in maine from your perspective uh (laughs) like left left in maine from my perspective (laughs) (laughs) um so uh most of my uh, we will do like once a, once a week or once every other week. We'll do like local fish, okay, just because it's a big industry around here and we want to support support local and like we know where it's coming from. And then the other thing is like if there's like a little bit in a few like key ingredients for stuff, I, specifically Worcestershire sauce, sure, uh, which has anchovies. It's like uh, like yes, we could go get like the aminos or whatever are supposed to replace it, but because that's already in the fridge we haven't done that yet sure so we're just like fine and it's like not much considering the entire dish that we're putting it in there's like other stuff where we'll be like uh that has meat in it or that has egg in it like buying sliced bread is often it's like well this one brand has milk in it so we'll kind of stray away from that um but yeah, so so it is. We are pretty fairly hardcore. It was also funny because we started it by doing like we should try doing this like a little bit more or like you know, uh, going plant based all but like one meal uh, a day. Sure. Uh, but and then we just went full. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of how it starts, right? You you start to cut something out like a little bit here and there, and then you find it just gets easier and you get into rhythms. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Okay. Uh, is vegan pie good? I guess is the question. So I've been at veganism for like 14 months at this point. Sure. So I don't know if my perspective is good anymore on that. <laughs> I mean, I, what I'll say is that I think there it is still potentially very good, but there are certain things that if you associate with pie may not be there anymore Sure. for for some things but there there are definitely good pie crusts and there are definitely good like pie fillings like we've done a vegan like chicken not chicken pot pie but pot pie and it's like a lot of veggies and like really good great my partner makes a really good vegan gravy okay um uh which uh i enjoy quite a lot so i would say that yes they can be but you know it's not the traditional way to make a lot of pies so it may not be as inherent to a lot of people. Right. What I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's you know, you have to you have to change your expectations of what it's going to be because the ingredients are different. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, no, I only asked because you voted for pies, right? So I was like, I got to, you know, got to pry yeah. into this a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, let's get into the next matchup, which uh, features a thing that you mentioned as a type of pie. Uh, so, of course, mm. we have uh, our final matchup of the first round of our bracket which means after we figure out what is going on with these two we will be into the quarterfinals which is super exciting uh so this final matchup is our sixth seed pizza versus our 11th seed mac and cheese greg what do you got Uh, two things that are really easy to have plant-based they are but they're also really easy to mess up (laughs) (laughs) plant-based like i have made plant-based versions of both of these and I've made some pretty awful versions like, <laughs> as well. Oh man, it's tough. I I gotta talk this one out a little bit, sure. just because. Okay, so I like I said, live in Maine, but like moved up here from the New- greater New York area, uh, having lived there for like seven years. So uh, pizza has a very particular. Um, place in my heart specifically new york style pizza sure as did previously like i guess main style pizza which somebody said was a thing and i went no that's not a like <laughs> apparently boston style pizza is a, a thing i didn't know existed but apparently people talk about anyway it's bare it's basically just like really uh airy dough um oh sure which okay. i associated with like the local like gas station had 
they would make pizzas there as well. And so, uh, like growing up, I would I would get that. But mac and cheese also is like that's that's the like. I don't want to think about it. Let me get the box. Let me pour the stuff in. Right. Let me customize it really easily. And or let me actually like get good cheeses um, <laughs> and make like a really great basically noodle casserole with a ton of cheese and um, nom, 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 nom. breadcrumbs <laughs> on top. Get that little, little bake. It's great. Yeah. I mean, here's where I run into issues with mac and cheese. What I'll say the issue I have, because I'm going to do this basically solely based on like plant-based versions of this, I guess. Sure. Just to give that perspective. Mac and cheese is the is like the thing I've had the hardest time like recreating in a way. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I just try to avoid trying to recreate one for one because uh, when you try to do that, um, you're almost always going to be disappointed when you're trying to make a plant-based version. Right. So... I have tried to make mac and cheese a lot, though, and there's always been kind of like a, I don't know. I've had some, like, out-of-the-box ones that have been very good, but, of course, I cannot remember their names right now. Um, but I know Annie's uh, does a pretty good vegan mac and cheese. Annie's does do a very good one. There's also, there's some, there's some company that I found, like, they do a vegan mac and cheese and a vegan, like, cheese it. And I was like, what? And like, I had the, the, the vegan cheese and I was like, excuse me, what? I can't, what? So those are, that one can be tough to do. Uh, and they are, especially instant ones can be uh, wildly expensive compared to the non-vegan version. Sure. Pizza though, like, is it pizza if it doesn't have cheese? And then are we dealing with like the fake cheese weird stuff? which I have found some fake cheese that works for like certain things. We've found a cheese that works for grilled cheese. Okay. Um, but not really for like putting on a pizza. It's t- And then is that just a flatbread? <laughs> uh, or is it still considered pizza? You know? Right. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with mac and cheese because you can put mac and cheese on a pizza. Okay. Um, okay. I love a pizza, but also mac and cheese has a place in my heart. Specifically growing up, my dad used to make when no one wanted to cook my dad would make mac and cheese and we'd put frozen peas tuna and branston pickle into it okay which is a fun comp branston pickle we got from like my aunt and uncle my uncle is british and introduced us to a couple like british staples including branston pickle it's like a it's an english food brand best known for original Branson pickle it's a uh, jarred pickled chutney it's vegetables in variable proportions mm. carrot rutabaga onion cauliflower sugar barley malt vinegar water spirit vinegar tomato puree date paste uh salt apple pulp maize uh, cornstarch some color with a u onion powder <laughs> concentrated <laughs> lemon juice spices <laughs> yeah i mean it's mostly just like it's pickled vegetables with like sweet pickled vegetables. It is very, it is very sweet and not less like briny or vinegary. Okay. Um, okay. I can see that being uh, really nice. Yeah. Like a but sweet yeah, you pickle do that with, with like, tuna in the, in the mac and cheese. Yeah. Okay. The, the peas for a little extra color and um, snap afresh. Sure. I've been, uh, I've been yelled at by people for, for thinking that peas in mac and cheese is acceptable, but I, I stand by it. What? Yeah. Who who is doing this? I Yes, this is this is a hallmark of of I then again, I'm a sucker for peas. I put frozen peas in like when I'm making pasta sometimes. Sure. So, yeah, no, uh, frozen peas are great cuz it's a great way to get a vegetable that's like cheap and you can eat a lot of it at once and it has a satisfying little pop. Yep. And yeah. you just have a giant bag of the frozen stuff in the freezer so you just like pluck like a little bit out and put it in something and yeah. it's great that's it it's toby's favorite snack is a bowl of peas and corn frozen peas and corn heck yeah he calls it peasy corn yeah. and it's very cute peasy corn yes yeah. i want some peasy corn now in my belly he'll ask for it for breakfast he'll ask for it for lunch he'll ask for it as Can... a post-dinner snack because he never eats dinner when the rest of us are eating dinner yeah yeah wait tom mm. can we make peasy corn fritters oh my god Maybe, probably. I'm, I might need to do some science. And probably. Back. <laughs> this is so wild to me that we made corn fritters the same week. So right? I, I, um, I've challenged myself that every week 
from now on, I want to try out a new recipe from a cookbook that I own because I think that's just a really good way to get better at cooking in general. And it's also Mm. a good way to like introduce new things into your, you know, regular cooking schedule. Right. And, um, I, right now I'm really into, um, cook with me, which is, uh, iron chef, Alex Cornicelli's newest cookbook from like this past fall. Um, and I made like a really nice, she has like a good recipe for, um, pigs in a blanket in there that like have a nice dipping sauce with them. And I made those, you know, around new year's. And then this week I was like, okay, I want to do, I want to do something fun from here. And I was looking through it, trying to find something you know appetizery and she has a recipe Mm -hmm. in there for corn fritters and i was like okay i've never had a corn fritter in my life i have no (laughs) perception of what this is supposed to be but i'm into this idea and we have everything we need for it um but teffer is gluten-free right now so we had to do a gluten-free version of it and uh honestly totally fine we we found (laughs) it turns out that there is a really really solid gluten-free uh, all-purpose flour from uh, like Bob's Red Mill or whatever, and oh, yeah. Uh, nice. yeah, so we just use that. We have, I of course bought the wrong one. Um, there's one <laughs> gluten-free flour from them that like includes something that like thickens and gives things the like you know kind of stretchiness that you want when you're battering oh. things. And there's one that doesn't include that. And I accidentally <sighs> got the one that doesn't, so we had to like figure it out from there and add some like tapioca flour, but it worked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, turned out really nice. Yeah. And I could see it yeah. being just as good with, uh, I could see it being just as good vegan because really the only thing in there was cream, which like, yeah. Yeah, we just used, we we ran into one issue because the recipe we were using, because we, we do a similar thing where we're just like, what could we try different? <laughs> I I live with my partner and we, we're living at um, uh, her family's house or her parents' house right now. Um which is real nice. Thank you. Uh, I have been paying rent down in Jersey just because of a weird situation down sure. there until <laughs> this month, basically. Um, so living rent free while paying rent is great. And yeah, so they, they very much would do like, all right, pasta with jarred sauce and eggs and grilled cheese. Those are the three dinners that they would do. And sure. we showed up and were like, we can't eat any of those. So now we're cooking for you. <laughs> um, we have been described as uh, live-in chefs for a few things. Um, but yeah, so we hadn't done, we had never done corn fritters. I think I had had them like once at a bar in college. Sure. And weren't sure how to do it. That the, the recipe was like, you can put them in, like you can have either fresh corn like canned corn or frozen corn, it's fine. And so we're like, cool, frozen corn, we got a bunch of that. Uh, turns out when you put, because we were using oat milk, if you put oat milk in with frozen corn, that oat milk will freeze almost immediately. Oh. Like, like it just, it was, it was, it was like, cool, let's get cold. <laughs> like, um, so we had to be like, mm, we're going to have to microwave the frozen corn just a little bit. Yeah. Get that, get that thought out a little. And then, make it because you're basically making creamed corn uh for for the one that we followed okay uh, yeah. which is just yeah we were gonna try to do it in an air fryer because we have uh, uh my partner's brother is visiting and he brought his air fryer up then it, like we found the recipe on a listicle of air fryer recipes and then it was like no you put it in a, a pan and fry it <laughs> i'm like that's not um <laughs> question <laughs> yeah they were great did you did you do a dipping sauce as well no we didn't do a dipping sauce we uh we just hit it with lime after Ooh, yeah okay yeah it was nice made a i, I made a really I, I did a really bad job of cooking a flap stick that was what we ate that with i have this issue where i will like look up the cooking time for a any cut of meat and like figure it out from there but it'll always be like for a steak about this thick cook it for this amount of time on each side around this heat. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. But then I don't bother measuring to make sure that my steak is actually that thickness. And so I'll be like, okay, I can cook this on five minutes per side because it is a one inch thick steak. And then if I actually look at it, it's like three and a half inches thick. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay, this is, uh, (laughs) this is scorched on the outside and raw in the middle. That happened with us for a couple fritters because we did a, a fry and uh like we did it two batches right and we waited too long in between the batches oh, no. so the oil got real hot so yeah. it got 
real brown real fast and didn't necessarily cook in the middle we're like oh i'm just gonna turn that down real real fast yeah Um, that'll happen oh man but you know we live we learn we learn to fry what's that Nicki minaj song oh uh anaconda that's the one (laughs) okay uh well greg thank you for phoning in and voting for pie and mac and cheese this will be interesting i uh i genuinely have no idea what the other person phoning in for this episode is going to vote for so i'm uh super excited this is like of all of the matchups these two are the ones where i genuinely feel like it could go either way all the other ones yeah. i've had predictions these ones i'm like I no idea i yeah i'm excited to see what uh the other uh judge thinks and yeah. also if i need to call in or write in in a very aggressive and uh attempt at being convincing tone um you know I can do that. We've <laughs> we've recorded an episode of Ranked together. You know how I get. That hasn't um, come out yet, right? I feel like that hasn't come out okay. yet. But I'm I'm worried that I did a bad thing during that episode. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You and I got in such a fight. <laughs> it was it was a big. I got I got in a fight with everyone. Let's be clear. The only I reason that that episode everyone. ended is because I just folded. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> Well, I also pulled up some stuff that was, like, not necessarily the best thing to pull up <laughs> during that. Anyway, this is a preview for an episode of Ranked oh my God. over on Podcavern that you should check out when it comes out. Yes. I'll put a link to the Podcavern feed in the description of this one because people should keep an eye out for that. Uh, Greg, do you have anything else you want to plug that uh, is actually out <laughs> before I let you go? <laughs> Nothing in particular. Um you can always catch me over on the uh, podcast debate this that I'm a, I'm a host on definitely <laughs> for sure. Um, no, um, as Tom mentioned, uh, I'm on Left Trigger Right Trigger, which is a video game uh, book club. Giovanni was on or has been on to talk about many food crimes. Uh, we talk about video games over there. Uh, we also do a lot of streaming. Is I think the thing I want to pitch uh, over on Twitch.tv/slash Left Trigger Right Trigger. We have a schedule up where that we usually follow. Uh, we're streaming basically every thursday friday and sunday thursdays are gonna be greg's chill stream time so uh yeah come see what i decide to do and if it's chill or not because who knows the whims of the world may pull me into something else um yeah that's my pitch oh also go check out natural toonie i got a buff recently in that which was great i don't know i'm (laughs) I'm hungry. I should eat. I feel that. I'm going to go order some Korean food. This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by The Zombie Game, a brand new graphic novel on Kickstarter right now. A group of college students attend an end-of-the-year party only to find themselves hunted by the rich in a live-action zombie apocalypse video game. You can go to bit.ly slash zombies now to support them on Kickstarter and find out how you can get The Zombie Game. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review I get during the month of April, I'll be donating $2 to The Depot, my local food bank here in Montreal. They can turn every $1 into $3, which means that your free rating and review does $6 of good for a family in need. Do that math. It's it's worth leaving a rating or review. You can read about everything that The Depot is doing at the link in the description below. I also wanted to let you know that our network is still in the middle of a massive fundraising campaign over on Indiegogo. At the time of recording, we've raised just over $3,400, which is amazing. Uh, We have, of course, surpassed our original goal and are now moving on to our first stretch goal, where if we can raise a total of $5,000, we'll be able to donate full recording setups to two local youth centers here in NDG. I'm really excited that we have been able to partner with the Walkley Center and the St. Raymond Center, two fantastic community organizations in our neighborhood to help them create space for the young people in our area to make their voices heard. But we can only do that with your help. If you've got a buck to spare, hit the Indiegogo link in the description of this episode and go donate. You can help us reach our $5,000 goal and get awesome perks as well. And if money's tight, we also have a great referral contest going on where you can get over $200 in perks just by getting your friends to donate on your behalf. I just added some new perks to the Indiegogo campaign where you can force me to review a restaurant of your choice in my neighborhood or, you know, of a style of your choice if you don't live here and know the local restaurants by name, because fair enough. Or you can force me to watch and review a movie on this feed, uh, which if you know me particularly well, you know that I'm not really a big fan of movies in general. So like you can make me watch whatever movie you want and I probably won't enjoy it, but I will sit down and I will give it the old college try, which is to say that I will watch it and not enjoy it and maybe drop out with four credits left. 
Again, that is at Indiegogo. You can hit the link in the description of this episode to find out more. All right, back to the show. So the second person joining me on this week's episode of Up for Discussion, Munch Madness, to help decide on the winner between pie and chicken and pizza and mac and cheese is Noah Herms. Noah is a community social worker, a cat dad, and just a dude vibing. Noah, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I am awake. I am alive. I have coffee voice because I am drinking coffee, which is a cardinal sin in my studio, (laughs) but I am doing it because you know what? Fuck it. I'm on strike and my strike is a coffee strike. Mm. Ah! I am. Um... <laughs> I feel that deeply. I'm also consuming my first coffee of the day, and it's like I always know it's going to be too hot when I start drinking it, but I never learn, and I consistently burn my entire throat. Oh, this wasn't even a heat problem. This is. I put cinnamon on top of my coffee, but I think I put a little too much this time. So you know when you go to take a sip, but the cinnamon hasn't like rested on the surface of the coffee yet and is in fact just powder and you like accidentally inhale like we're bringing back the cinnamon challenge from the early 2010s i don't know if you ever did that oh you know i did (laughs) (laughs) well yeah we're both people with two very little brain cells so i'm not not shocked yeah exactly no that's it next up i'm gonna be uh (laughs) dunking myself in a bucket of ice and eating a hot pepper at the same time and uh yeah Drinking a, what is it? What's the, what was the one where you had to drink in the snow? I never did that. Oh, neck nominations. Yeah, I did that with Red Bull. (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah. No, by the time that was a thing, I was firmly done doing anything. Yeah, you did not miss out. (laughs) No. (coughs) All right. Well, um... (coughs) Excuse me, I'm going to just choke on cinnamon for a minute here. God, this really is a throwback, huh? Um... Okay, so yeah, let's get into it. Our uh, The first matchup in today's episode is, of course, between third seed pies and 14th seed chicken. Noah, who do you have going forward and why? Pie versus chicken. You know, this was a hard one. When you had sent me the list of possible topics, I was like, this one is genuinely hard. But you know what? I think I'm going to have to go pie because of her versatility. You know, it's <laughs> like chicken, you know, you can do a lot with chicken, right? You got like I'm thinking Portuguese chicken. I'm thinking, you know, chicken nuggets, a classic, the McChicken, the god of all chickens. Mm. But something about, you know, I mean, you have pies that work for desserts. You have pies that can be like a tortier or a pot pie. So you got like the main pies. You could put anything in a pie and it's legal. I mean, I've seen people on TikTok make pies out of Sprite, you know? Oh. It's very weird. Yeah, or like in the 30s, they used to make pies with water. You like... It almost turns into like a jelly. It's very weird. Ooh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's no, unsettling, but it's still a pie, right? Like I right. think it's so versatile. I just I have to give it to pie. That makes sense to me. I uh, I I think I agree that pie is the more versatile of the two. Now, do I like pie more than chicken? Not necessarily, but I think that if I'm voting in terms of like, you know, which one like you can do more with, which one is more exciting, like theoretically in terms of all of its possibilities, it's definitely pie. I just, I respect it more than chicken. You know, there's a limit. <laughs> like, with pie, it's like, you can think outside the box. Pie pushes you to really look at yourself, you know, and think, sure. what are my limits? <laughs> you can think outside the crust. <laughs> I um, I really appreciate that uh, as a, is, so you're from Chicago. Is Chicago officially in the Midwest? Yes. Oh, yeah. We're very Midwest. Okay. So I really appreciate that as a Midwesterner, you took the, like, the thing about pies that you admire the most is that you can put water in it and still call it a pie. I feel like that is so, that's such a Midwestern mentality around food, like the whole everything is salad thing. I feel mm. like you're just applying that to pies and I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that is like peak Midwestern culture. I, mean, I just remember, what was it? There was a video of like um, ambrosia salad going around. That's the one that's like marshmallows, uh, pine- like canned pineapple, maraschino cherries, and and canned oranges okay. and coconut flakes. And I saw that going around on Twitter and people are horrified of like, how can you call that a salad? And I'm like, absolutely. Like in a mid in the Midwest, like salad is an umbrella term. Like yeah. a large that's a large umbrella. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think we're we're very, you know, we appreciate that versatility of different foods, you know? Of course. Like the casseroles are a part of our culture. Yeah, that's it. And I feel like, I feel like a pie is a lot like a salad in that respect, except that there's, there's a crust, you know, like you can kind of put whatever you want into a pie. And as long as there's a crust, no one can argue with you about it being a pie. 
Exactly. And you know, this that if you get a good crust, I mean anything is possible. Like I I feel like the filling can be almost subpar, but if you have that like good flaky crust, like sign me up. That's ten out of ten. Yeah, exactly. I uh yeah. Wow, pie. God. I hear the yearning in your voice for pie. Well, so I'm like sitting here choking on cinnamon from my like yeah. cup of lukewarm coffee, right? And I'm thinking about how the like optimal the optimal pie for me is really like an apple crumble. Like if yeah. I'm going if I'm going sweet pies, if I'm going savory, it's a whole other conversation. But like in terms of like, you know, a dessert pie, I really love an apple crumble, but I really specifically love there's a chain here in Montreal called Rockaberries. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, you know Rockaberry, of course. Have you had their apple crumble? Oh yeah, it's un- oh my god, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's Just unreal. The, those the pies, the fact that they come with like a dome on top, <laughs> like that. I remember the first time I saw one, I was so unsettled. I'm like, is this allowed? Like this almost looks unholy. It's so large. <laughs> and I think I tried their like the cheesecake one that they have that is oh my it just was life-changing yeah it's incredible it's it's for anyone who is listening who hasn't you know been to or heard of rockaberry uh a quick google search will show you photos of what we're talking about because it's like a fairly well-known place here um but their pies are like kind of half pie half cheesecake and all delicious and their apple crumble for me is absolute perfection it is like an apple pie and then the crumble topping is like noah was saying a dome uh but the dome is made of like really buttery chunks of like crust i guess i don't even know how to describe it it's it's truly something else it is and it's it's an experience i mean i i truly i transcended the first time i had it (laughs) I live dangerously close to one, and uh, I'm not saying that we frequently buy whole pies and eat them over the course of a couple of days, but I'm also not not saying that. I, you know what? I will say, like, buying a pie and just eating it over, like, a week, like, there is something so beautiful about that because I, I, like, I do that, but I consistently forget that I have a pie in the fridge, and there's this beautiful moment during the day where I realize I have pie at home, and I just start crying because I'm so happy. <laughs> That's it. Pie is a joyful thing. Okay, cool. So you're voting pie. Awesome. I love that. I love that for you. Let's move to the next matchup, which is the final matchup in our first round here on Munch Madness, which means that once this last matchup is decided, we will know who all of our quarterfinalists is. Can you handle that kind of pressure? Oh, boy. I mean, I don't know. We're going to see. I'm like, crack. <laughs> all right. Well, this one won't be at all difficult for you as someone from Chicago. Our final matchup is between sixth seed pizza and 11th seed mac and cheese. Noah, what are you doing? You know, again, like these are both there. You know, if we're looking at versatility, you can do a lot with both of these, right? You can stick. I have seen unsettling things put into mac and cheese. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I got to go pizza. I can't not. Sure. Yeah. I mean. I think you would lose your Chicago card if you didn't go pizza, right? Oh, I know. I mean, listen, yeah, everybody thinks, you know, Chicago deep dish pizza. For us, like, deep dish isn't even, it's like a subset of pizza, right? It's right. like, when we say pizza, so in Chicago, all of our, like, regular pizza, you know it's from Chicago because it's always cut into squares. Right. Even personal 10-inch pizza has to be cut into squares. I don't understand it. I kind of love that, honestly. I um, I had to warm up to it. I'm not going to lie, because, you know, as a kid growing up in Montreal, my default pizza was Domino's. <laughs> and, like, you know, Domino's, to their credit, they do, in fact, have a, like, thin crust, square cut, Chicago-style pizza. But mm-hmm. the one that you get at, like, pizza lunch at school yeah. is, you know, cheese or pepperoni and cheese cut, you know, across the radius like a like a normal slice of pizza. And mm-hmm. the first time I had square cut pizza that wasn't the, like, you know big thick one with no cheese on it that you buy at the grocery store for like a dollar I was really like okay do I want to like I know I want the pieces on the outside because they have the closest thing to a crust but like are these middle pieces going to bother me because I'm not really someone who likes to get their fingers dirty Mm. but uh, I gotta say I, uh, I really really like the like center slices of a square cut thin crust pizza 
yeah, they're really, because you just get, like, a thick amount of cheese, you know, it's also, it's good if, like, you're trying to combine a lot of different pizza flavors, because if you're dealing with, like, full big triangles, right, I mean, there's a pretty set limit of how many of those you can consume, and if you're trying to sample a lot of different kinds of pizza, this doesn't work out for you. If you're dealing with squares, though, you can mix and match a lot, I mean, you can really go in for just a little nibble, There, that also ends up creating these, like, really, really, really tiny triangles on the side that my sister and I love. <laughs> They're like the little baby pizza pieces, um, you know, so there's yeah a lot of options that way. Yeah, that's it. I, there, it is. It feels a little bit more chaotic, but also a little bit more delicious. But also, like, I feel like, like that you need that chaos because that's like Chicago. Like I just feel, <laughs> you know, there's that inherent, it's like chaotic good. You know, like that sort of just unhit. Like, there's a lot of energy there, very in your face. Yeah, I love it. I uh, okay, cool. So pies and pizza. I like that. Uh, I will tell you because you are the second person voting in this episode that one of those is a unanimous vote moving forward, and the other is going to need a tiebreaker. So <gasps> that is exciting. The drama. I love it. That's been true of every episode so far. I've I've needed tiebreakers for every single one. Yeah, because it's hard choices in these. <laughs> and you sent me the list i was like this is gonna there's gonna be bloodshed on this battle yeah and there there has been uh, so far surprisingly though uh none of the like top seated ones have gone home um and in fact i will spoil it for you a little bit pies was the unanimous one so mm-hmm. now our first second third and fourth seeds from uh, this year's tournament have all moved forward which means that uh Pasta, garlic, pies, and sandwiches are all moving forward into the quarterfinals um, as our semifinalists and finalists from last year. So that's cool. That's exciting. It means we might get a repeat of last year's uh, <laughs> of last year's tournament a little bit. Um, but we will see what happens with pizza and mac and cheese. I feel like this one could really go either way. Hundred percent. I mean, I feel like mac and cheese is like that is one of those universally loved comfort foods but so is pizza like they really they are on the same level yeah well that's it i'm i'm feeling a pressure now where i have to select somebody to be the tiebreaker this is mm-hmm. this is a little behind the scenes since we're a few rounds into this now i don't choose my tiebreakers ahead of time usually because i don't know if i'm going to need them and i always feel bad asking someone to be on standby so i usually wait until i know i need one and then i send a bunch of messages out and i try to like book someone for like a couple minutes like i'm gonna hang up with you in a few minutes and hopefully hop on a call with someone else to cast that tiebreaking vote immediately and Mm. like i'm in this weird position where i have to make sure that it's someone who i don't know has a strong stance either way (laughs) yeah which is hard it's hard to figure out yeah well, it feels like I uh, I have to make sure that I'm not accidentally, you know, swaying the vote. Being biased. Yeah, I get your, your boss is going to crack down on that one. You're yeah, already exactly. You're already negotiations with them. I'm on thin ice here. I need to raise the wage. Yeah, get those benefits. That's it. I wish I had benefits. I wish I had benefits. Um, so, Noah, let's say, assuming that, well, we know pies are moving forward to the quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, but let's say pizza moves forward as well. Who would you vote for between the two? Pizza versus pies? Oh, pizza. Hands down. Hands down. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Why? It's, it, pizza, you know, it was so funny. And, you know, right before you called me, I was thinking this morning, too. I mean, even just looking at, like, the place that pizza has in my life over this past year and, like, my childhood, right? Like, it's just so special to me. I mean, we it, literally growing up, we would have on Fridays, my mom would make frozen pizzas and we all watch all of our shows that we recorded on the DVR. Like, it is such a, like... What word am I looking for? Just like important part of my life. Sure. You know? <laughs> I just really, I really care about pizza. <laughs> I get that. I get that. It's like, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily more exciting than mac and cheese. It's not no. necessarily more, well, I guess we're talking pizza versus pie here, but I'm, I'm still going to say it. It's not necessarily, <laughs> I mean, same thing for me actually as pie. Pizza is not necessarily more exciting than pie. It's not necessarily something that I like get and I'm like ooh this is going to be like exactly what I need tonight like give me that like comfort but it's such a nostalgic thing and it's the one that I'd miss more you know exactly exactly yeah it's nostalgic it's soothing I mean just over this past year too like being in pandemic like getting something as simple as like getting a frozen pizza from the store that's on sale for like two dollars is like I don't know it's you don't get that like post uber eats regret like (laughs) it feels good like it tastes great yeah there's that soothing sort of component to it too I don't know yeah absolutely I um I don't know that my listeners know this I was working at a pizza place 
for like the last chunk of 2020 and then I actually quit last month um just because like the the, it wasn't worth the commute basically um so I don't know that my listeners knew that I quit that job but I quit that job I I no longer work at a pizza place um but while I was working at the pizza place I was realizing the whole time like just how much the there's a beauty to pizza Mm. in a way that like and, and maybe this is like an obvious thing but it was something I hadn't really like reflected on but like there is something really beautiful about something that is as customizable as pizza like when you go to a place and order a pizza and you stand there and you tell them what you want and then they make it and like there is a even somewhere as like automated as a lot of like chain pizza places there is a certain amount of like the person making the pizza that goes into it right even Mm -hmm. if they you know i know domino's has like you know if you ask a domino's employee who makes pizzas there how many slices of pepperoni go on any given size of pizza they know the answer like there is a there is a math to it right but Mm -hmm. even in that like you are getting somebody's work goes into Mm -hmm. each thing and i think that there's something there's something to that you know i i don't (laughs) know that it's there for a frozen pizza as much admittedly but like (laughs) You know, when you get a slice of pizza, you are eating work almost. Mm-hmm. And and that work can have love in it, even if it's like, you know, some teenager's mid medium wage job to put that love into the pizza. They're still working on it with their hands and they're still paying attention to it. And I think there's something really nice about that. I don't know. No, 100%. 100%. Cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for phoning in and voting. And thank you also for donating to our Indiegogo campaign uh, and buying a guest spot perk uh, to be on this. For people who are listening, if you're like listening to this and you're like, oh, wait, I can buy my way onto Munch Madness? Yes, you can. Go to the Indiegogo link in the description and do it, please. Thank you for having me. This was a hoot and a half. Yeah. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug or like resources you want people to know about? I mean, I know as a community social worker, you probably uh, have resources for people who are listening who might be going through some shit. Oh, God. B- bold of you to ask me for resources on a day I'm not working. My brain is fully off. Do um, your job today. <laughs> oh, God. I refuse. No. <laughs> You're on strike now, too, huh? Um, yeah, truly no community resources to plug. I'm sorry, folks. You're on your own. Um <laughs> What is a resource? Fuck that. <laughs> Figure uh, it out. It's like that's such a big question. It's like someone asks you for a resource, you're like, what what is that that you want? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I guess you know, just take care of yourselves, people. The vaccines are out, things are happening. Don't die. <laughs> that's that's a social worker approved message. <laughs> you know what? I think that that is a pretty good social worker approved message. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Get vaccinated. Don't die. And uh, <laughs> if any time that you are feeling like you, you know, need a little extra help in life, be it emotionally, psychologically, financially, know that there is a social worker who works and lives near you, and know that they are someone that you can reach out to and contact, and like they want to help you. Mm. There you go. See that? There you go. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Thanks. Speaking, speaking not as a social worker myself, but as someone who has definitely used their services. Mm, yeah. Oh man. Well, Noah, thank you so much. Do you have a social media you want people to follow? Oh, oh, yeah. follow my Instagram if you want to <laughs> see really upsetting content. <laughs> Just really unsettling memes every single day. Uh, what's the handle for that? Oh, it's at Illuminati514. Naughty spelled like bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to describe that. I'll, uh, I'll make sure that's spelled out in the description of this episode yeah, as well for you. easy access. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much. This was great. Perfect. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Okay, so we know that pies have knocked out chicken and will be moving forward to the quarterfinals, but we have a tie between pizza and mac and cheese, and that means that I need to phone up a tiebreaker. All right, I have an emergency tiebreaker phoning in right now to help cast the deciding vote between pizza and mac and cheese. Her name is Becca Redden. She is one of my co-hosts on Natural Toonie, where she plays Sabrika Anakis, the tiefling rogue who uh, maybe burned down the Cirque du Soleil. We're not sure. Becca, how you doing? I'm great. I'm I'm just making breakfast. So. Beautiful. Well, thank you for uh, for hopping on last minute to uh, to help us out here. So obviously, like I said thirty seconds ago, we're voting to decide on the winner between pizza and mac and cheese. Who do you think deserves to go forward? Mm, okay, I eat a lot of frozen pizza, like a lot, like like probably too much. Sure. So I'm gonna have to go with frozen pizza as the winner. Okay. 
uh, because frozen pizza is always there for you. Mac and cheese takes like prep, and I don't want to say it takes prep like as in prep because southern food takes a lot of prep. But mac and cheese, like you need like a lot more. At, there's a lot more at stake. It does, if you you can't just order mac and cheese, like you can, but it's not the same as ordering pizza. Sure, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. There is a there's an ease of access to pizza. Yes, which is funny because I think that like when you make it at home, like if you were making the two of them completely from scratch, I think that the pizza would maybe be a little bit more labor intensive. I guess unless you're making the noodles from scratch. Oh shit, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, hey, great. That means that pizza will be moving forward into the uh, quarterfinals. Thank you, Becca. Go pizza, yay. Okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) Have a great day. So there you have it. The wonderful Becca Redden cast our tiebreaker vote, and pizza will now be moving forward to the quarterfinals despite a strong effort by mac and cheese. That means that our quarterfinal matchups are pasta versus rice, sandwiches versus cheese, garlic versus dumplings, and pies versus pizza. Thank you so much for listening to Up for Discussion. Are you mad about the way that any of these matchups shook out? Tell me all about it on Twitter and Instagram at DownWithTalking or at Tonsalatni. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash upfordiscussion to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'd be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall and Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Erica, Chantal, and David. My patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, so you can go check that out again at patreon.com slash upfordiscussion. I will reiterate that if you want to be on this show anytime soon, a really good way to do that is to buy a guest spot as a perk at our Indiegogo campaign, which you can find a link to in the description of this episode. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. And of course, you can support the show for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform you're currently listening on, because that is the best way to know when a new episode of the show is going to come out. But if all else fails, you can find all of that on our social media as well at Down With Talking or by liking us on Facebook at the Up For Discussion Podcast. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Flam. You can find links to both of them as well as everything that Greg and Noah and Becca and I talked about in this episode in the description of this episode. And last but not least, the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week. I hope you understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes Hello, my name is Stefan, and please join me every week for my podcast, Some Good Friends, a show where I talk to some good friends of mine. And I think you're going to like them just as much as I do, because they're crazy, and they're wacky, and they're hilarious, and they're definitely real people, and not characters made up just for the sake of comedy. It comes out every Monday, early in the morning. Hey! I'm October Jones, and this is... I'm fish with legs. I'm a fish fish with legs. I'm the elemental creature of water. And I'm here to tell you about my podcast called October Jones and Fish with Legs, starring me and my best friend... (laughs) October Jones. Nailed it. October and Fish is a fictional series that follows me and Fish with Legs as we try to stop an evil two-headed snake from releasing a terrible monster. And make friends, and go on adventures, and get captured a lot, and escape a lot, and encounter racism. And what? And learn very special lessons every third episode. I have not learned a single lesson. Yes, you did. We learned about being friends, and authoritarianism, and colonialism, and how to defeat a giant crab. Authoritarianism? They're in authority for a reason, Fish With Legs. If everyone followed the rules set in place by the human government, then there wouldn't be- for adults and kids. (laughs) New episodes on Mondays. You can find it wherever you find podcasts, and of course, on the Upford website. Okay, that's it.